You are listening to the Still Yours podcast. My name is Tim. I'm here with Patch. Patch, how you've been doing? I've been doing great. No complaints. Wouldn't change anything. Yep. Um, and then, of course, tomorrow, um, it's a new dawn. We celebrate the end of racism, the end of um, COVID, <laughs> and uh, all that other stuff. The end of history again. Yeah. part End of history, part two. Or par do if this is VH1. I, I, also, I think this is going to be more of a globe trotting season anyway. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta push boundaries. You gotta push boundaries. Last time we ended history, uh, you know, we didn't take things far enough, and now, frankly, we're ready. It was before uh, the EDM boom, mm-hmm. and I feel like we're in better shape uh, to really live it up. New radicals are back. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so we uh, don't need newer radicals uh, because the new ones are back. I just worry that this time around we might get caught hot dogging it, unlike the last couple of decades in this country. <laughs> unlike the last 200 years. <laughs> oh, man. Hold up. So, I have to I have to share this with you. I don't know if you've seen it, but have you seen the video of, of Trump hissing at hissing at reporters? <laughs> it's no. so good here hold on oh man just a a wholesome spiteful man and he will be missed um you love it i love it greatest- i love it i want more of that I guess, well, I guess Biden does like challenge people to like push up contests and stuff. So we get, we got some of that. <laughs> yeah. Jack, um, uh, I don't know. We used to play this game. Biden, Bolsonaro push up contest. You see it coming or not? What are your predictions? First 100 days over under. I mean, knowing the things that I know, man, I don't think it's, he's going to make it that far. <laughs> <laughs> That everyone's just kidding questions Parody. about joe biden's first hundred days if he's gonna make it <laughs> he's old folks we're talking about natural causes yeah yeah we're either talking about natural causes or it's complete parody uh but no i i don't know it's 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 funny to make predictions and stuff but um also if we've learned anything over the last four years it's that um and we haven't I said, and we haven't. And we haven't. Uh, but, like, there's really no use in making predictions about anything ever again. Yeah. Well, I, I think this is a good a time of any just to fully embrace the vibe and mm-hmm. to go with it. Absolutely. Uh, but, on, honestly, I, I've been thinking a lot about that uh, idea of, you know, just fully embracing the vibe. And I, I think that is what we need to be we need to build and we always talk about building up connections and stuff but like what do we do with those connections and a big part of it is just like yeah you're if you have strong connections you're kind of ready to respond to anything and because you have your network in place of support and to help each other out so yeah i think we're fully into um a new era of feeling the vibe uh or else you know what i mean vibe or die Vibe or die. Yeah, that's going to be our slogan. I think that's yeah. our slogan for this new phase that we're heading. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, though, uh, you, like you were being facetious, but that is also true, um, as is uh, trying to maintain a solid um, analysis or a solid outlook or, or at least a foundational kind of sober uh, outlook. Huh? Sober outlook. Yes. Um, but 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 a, a base a baseline worldview uh, so that you don't kind of get caught just like a chicken with your head cut off all the time. <laughs> wondering I, wondering I why say, all these things are happening and just constantly like, oh, 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 oh. yeah. And I would also say, I, I think like a good like test and uh, because we're, whenever we see things like kind of fail on like this big scale and stuff, um, what we're really seeing is like, uh, essentially like types of thinking that don't adhere to an internal logic. So these contradictions constantly arise. So it is kind of uh, always kind of constantly testing your own worldview. And does it actually hold water internally in terms of like, does one idea like actually, can you generalize one idea and apply it to different situations or 
Um, do you have to come up with a different way of thinking it, uh, from one idea to the next? Like, frankly, a lot of uh, liberals do. And and what do you do when faced with the fact that some of your ideas don't quite add up? Um, because we either turn to uh, liberal idealism or like right wing uh, conspiracy stuff. So um, speaking of our next guest, uh, Q, welcome to the show. Uh, he, his, he ended up not his screen's up. freezing. Um, no, his it. No, he sh- he popped up. The screen's frozen. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll see if we can We're try to get him back it. on the yeah. air here in a second. Um, it's it's a Zoom thing. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, moving on then. Huh. That's a bummer. Yeah, I was really looking forward to that. Oh well. What can you do? This is Blake's fault somehow. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. Like I <laughs> I'm trying not to think about it, but <laughs> god damn, dude. Like he said he could line up this interview like it's his cousin, you know? Like <laughs> he said he could get it together. Okay, whatever. Um yeah, whatever. Let's just put it behind us. But yeah, I, I don't know. It'll be I interesting. I mean, god damn it, dude. What the fuck is wrong with him, dude? <laughs> Sorry, I have a hockey game on, and I I get really sad when I see uh, goaltenders playing in their first NHL game, and they get scored on within like the first three or four shots on goal of the game. Very sad. The kids kids got a nice uh, helmet though, nice paint job on that mask. <clears throat> um, Best performance in a debut goalkeeping game. Go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> cutting this part then. uh although when i was a little kid um the first hockey team i played on when i was like five or six years old we didn't have enough uh we didn't have enough kids on the team so we had to take turns playing goalie which is actually good at that age to rotate sick, through yeah. like you should be learning the fundamentals of like how to skate and stuff so not really an age you want to commit to like playing goal uh but when it was my turn we played like the best team in our like region and i got scored on 25 times <laughs> What? <laughs> There's no mercy rule for children or anything? uh not at the time, no. No. Good Actually God. no, youth hockey USA hockey's never had a mercy rule. Sometimes tournaments will, but um but I no. imagine some teams just throw in the towel too. Yeah. A lot of times uh you're if you're really beating up on a team like that, your coach will tell you you have to make five passes or something before you take a shot on goal or whatever. Um, which is kind of humiliating for <laughs> for the other team, I feel like. But, yeah, if I was a coach, I would just say that really loudly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. These kids over here, they suck. They're going nowhere in life. They're never going to amount to anything. Let's humiliate. Humil- whatever, I give up. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, any, any predictions for Inauguration Day? It's called a hard pivot. It's called a hard pivot, folks. Uh, considering this is coming out on election day, I'm very hesitant to do uh, to say anything other than it will clearly be like a police state type of thing. Uh, I see like a lot of uh, a lot of like people being overly cautious, and frankly, there are just like tons of people who are scared. So if literally anything happens, um, it will be like we're going to be like living with that as a news thing for like a super long time because yeah. um, like frankly I, I it just does seem like they're looking for whatever they can to really amp up like this like surveillance state and all that other stuff so I just kind of a I think the thing to look out for is like what is going to be spun to be a part of that uh, like kind of rollout I guess or you know yeah it'll be interesting to see how big of a factor that fear is. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker. Oh, man. Sorry. <laughs> like, in the middle of saying that, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> you should have, like, that sounded like something you would say in, like, Dr. Evil's voice or something. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, but, no, it will be interesting to see... Um, how big of a role that 
that fear plays because there's already been a couple of things where people have uh, freaked out over uh, incidences that really ended up being like nothing stories uh, or at least not related to the election or the government at all. So like there was one story and I didn't read the details, but of like uh, somebody reporting a guy who was traveling to the, the Capitol with uh, ammunition and a, and a firearm. And it turned out he was just like security for the, the U S Capitol building or something. So it's like, well, yeah, I guess like it is scary that we have uh, armed uh, forces uh, that like push people around, but it wasn't anything. Uh, and then there was like a fire uh, near the Capitol building, but yeah, it was like a uh, tanks or something, right? Yeah, it was like at a um, a homeless encampment uh, very near the Capitol building. So like that that sucks in and of itself. But like people were sounding the alarm bells and like panicking all over the internet, you know. So it'll be it'll be kind of yeah. interesting to see. What happens after that? And I, th- I don't know. I don't like I, I like there's there's plenty of people of like our age, like around our age who remembered like how fucking weird and crazy things were after 9-11 and just how yeah. how different things are now than before that. Yeah. Uh, and people that are also old enough to remember that are it seemed to be kind of like willfully ignoring that. Um, or people are just straight up, um, uninformed like about it because either they're too young or, you know, whatever the case, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I think also, I think there is like, obviously going to be some like cognitive dissonance when it comes to like seeing parallels and your own behavior and people that, you know, that even green day saw fault in. Um, but I, I guess like the thing that like really wor- worries me is the, the fact that, um, as opposed to things in the past, because like, uh, obviously like there was like, just like after like post nine eleven, like the amount of like Islamophobia and all that other stuff. But I think it is, uh, important to point out like how much, uh, the government cracked down on like eco-terrorism and, or quote unquote eco-terrorism and things like that. And frankly, just like leftist movements of any kind and, uh, environmentalist movements, um, labor movements, um, all at the same time, it, like using the tools that they got from uh, the war on terror, and so it, it went beyond just uh, the like brutal racism and uh, just outright just authoritarian behavior. I guess just flat out like the worst <laughs> type of it, um, and it extended past uh, what the like reported target was even though the reported target itself was already objectionable that they you know it's horribly racist uh to just kind of target an entire religion like that but now we're gonna have to deal with that fervor plus uh the righteousness of like using it as almost like your anti-racist praxis um, but without looking at, well, that's the more that they expand these laws, they're still used against the same people consistently, even if you have a, a purported, uh, you know, main target or whatever you want to say um, at that given time, it's still, you know, leftist and, uh, you know, anti-racist fight, uh, people fighting racism and all these other groups are still going to be lumped in there. Uh, regardless it's just uh, a natural setting you know yeah uh kind of like the center will hold if it can marshal the forces of the state uh, in service of the law and order (laughs) basically i mean honestly um but but even today there was a thing of uh well you saw this i think uh the nypd um rushing and dispersing and arresting striking workers Um, and even just, even just from that, I saw people who were like, oh, you know, as a, as a union member, you know, I, I support workers' rights and stuff, but they were standing in the street and we have to, we have to respect the law. And if you're going to break the law, there's going to be consequences and just even stuff like that is weird. And and it's, uh, it's eerily, uh, reminiscent to me of like, how, like, like after 9-11, it wasn't even just like 
legal stuff or like um, uh, institutionalized uh, racism. It was like it it permeated the entire culture. And if you were like a high school student or something uh, immediately after 9-11, like, you know what I'm talking about, like <laughs> just like the weird uh, like like patriotism and like kind of like just like totally authoritarian like um kind of stance of of everybody around you and it was just super weird and like I've seen a few things in recent days that are just a little too uh remind me a little too much of that vibe speaking of vibes yeah and also I and I I think that this is like a, a really important like thing to point out especially with the teamsters like blocking a, a road or whatever um because we are supposed to be like materialists and we're supposed to also encourage people to assume uh power and assume control of their workplaces um i can't think of a <laughs> a different i can't think of a better place to call a teamsters uh workplace than the road so if that's what they think that they need to do to shut down to prove their power and to display their power at any given time then so be it uh but that it, again comes from like thinking things through first and foremost as a, a worker and not you know the person trying to drive down that road to get to the store or whatever you know yeah well it's like you know these people just want everything to be uh symbolic and safe and it's like that's not how change happens like yeah symbolism and um you know, le- legislative action and, and stuff like that is one facet of labor organizing. But I mean, my God, like you said, like they're the fucking teamsters and you're getting mad at them for shutting down a, a road, a road, which is a, a, uh, which is integral to the functioning of an economy. And if you support strikes and you support workers, like what? <laughs> why would but you also- be against them making an attempt to like slow down the economy to make a point? <laughs> Yeah, but also over one dollar, like, over one dollar. Yeah, one dollar. But uh, if those, if that union specifically isn't like constantly pushing and demonstrating their power, not only to like advance their cause, but uh, prevent you know like their bosses from being tempted to pull any uh, rights they've secured away from them or anything, like literally those roads become unsafe for all of us. If they start being overworked or even if they start getting underpaid and have to start, you know, getting side jobs and stuff like that, we don't need a bunch of tired truckers and stuff on the road or delivery drivers or any of that stuff. So yeah, like them shutting down one road for one day, like might like (laughs) prevent, you know, our, any road from becoming unsafe over time, you know, like that, that union needs to stay strong and also needs to constantly remind people that they are strong, you know? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> but something about our, our culture just hates that we want everything to be safe and sanitary and symbolic, like I said, and it just, it, it completely stuff like that just completely ignores the the history of everything. <laughs> And the history of how things happen, the history of the labor movement specifically and how bloody and violent that history is. And so it's like, you know, I, I don't know. We, we've got, we've gone from over the summer of, of people saying, you know, defund and abolish the police to, oh, maybe it's okay if they're, you know, striking in the roadway. I think it's also important to think about like how that type of thinking extends into other parts of our lives and including other uh, like debates or ongoing, uh, you know, like social arguments that we're having. Um, and I think one uh, way that it kind of presents itself, and it's something that you pointed out um, as well, is for that the fight for 15 type of thing uh, that people are starting to have a backlash against. Um, I, I won't say from a leftist point of view, but I definitely will say from like a centrist point of view of people really coming down on uh, just regular everyday workers trying to get paid. Like what is still not enough to not have a second job, if not third, you know, there was something, I I don't know what you think about this, but I had been thinking about the, the just hypocrisy or, or contradiction of, you know, the, the things that we, criticize and fear would happen over like uh within like a socialized um society a socialist society 
like while ignoring the like awful individualistic and selfish behaviors that are ingrained in us uh, within this system and it, and it ingrains this attitude of um, I and instead of like I guess we're supposed to have this American dream and it's everyone's supposed to have an equal opportunity and, and anybody can pull themselves up by their bootstraps type shit but it but instead of like instead of a culture where it's like we're all we're all pulling our weight we're all being successful together we're not we're not focused on on raising all ships the the focus becomes um in in order to feel okay i need i need to know that people i perceive as doing less valuable labor than me need to suffer uh as much or less than or sorry they need to suffer as much or more than i do and they can't have a, a better life and they can't be happier than I am. And it's just such a weird thing to me. And it permeates so much of our culture from, you know, conversations about wage to student loan forgiveness to medical debt forgiveness of like, why, why should anybody's life be better than mine if I'm having to suffer too? And it's just like, it's such a difficult thing to grapple with uh, the fact that instead of instead of thinking how could we make things better for everybody we tend towards that nihilism of how do i make sure that again everybody suffers equally or more than i do so that i feel good about things i i i think it literally boils down to having to shift the conversation to how do we make things better for literally anyone mm-hmm. uh because even with the way things are now without like a socialized healthcare system without um, like a, even like a centralized government that's capable of anything. You know, yeah. Literally anything. Uh, <laughs> like, like there's tons of people. It's just like, what good is like a lot of wealth now other than being like better off proportional to people poorer than you. Yeah. Like you, you still are better off than them, but are you, even those people living in lives that they thought that they would be right now? No, because it can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there are like tons of people still like, spending uh you know tons of money on uh luxuries or possibly things that they shouldn't be doing (laughs) during like a pandemic or whatever uh but i i do think that like we have to like shift the conversation uh away from essentially reifying the idea that any of our lives wouldn't be improved by having like a more collaborative society and the only way to do that is to reorient the entire society away from the profit motive and but there's like i i think we forget like how centralized wealth is now that you're probably not going to encounter anyone whose life wouldn't be better uh or at least we wouldn't And, and i know that there's like people listening to this that you know might live places or you know have backgrounds that they might be running into some of those people whose life would get worse (laughs) uh with socialism or something uh but you know i don't know those people and i don't care about them (laughs) so whatever but with that said i do know people who would argue against uh a lot of social reforms that are much needed but at the same time uh from like personal experience a a lot of times like a lot of those arguments are framed with like people would never accept this or the average american would never accept this or something like that but there's uh i don't know is it called like the bradley effect or i forget what it is but there's this idea that like everyone in like a country like this or even just this country uh you always assume that your neighbor is more conservative than you. Mm -hmm. So whenever you are asked about uh, opinions, you'll give a different one based on, uh, you know, what you, how you would speak for yourself as opposed to uh, anyone else where it's like, Oh yeah, that, you know, I think that, but that would never fly. You know, Mm -hmm. that's a pie in the sky type of thing or I couldn't get my neighbors to go along with it or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, Because we're we're so tied to the Mm -hmm. idea that surely this must be a conservative country, but it 
again, that literally doesn't matter when most people are just in dire need right now uh, in one way or another. And that includes even people who are safe and have the resources that they need already. uh, They still have what feels like an uncertain future, even if they have like the material security and like the means to stay safe during all of this, there's still the uncertainty that's there that, you know, would be lessened by a, a greater social safety net, you know? Yeah. Well, and a lot of people are just apolitical anyway, um, because they correctly understand that they really have no power, uh, within this system, you know what I mean? So, um, even, even just trying to gauge the, the perceptions or opinions of people one way or the other in this country is fundamentally always going to be flawed and you're never going to learn anything from a poll or from uh, a voting booth. Um, the only, the only, <laughs> only way to, to know is to get to know other people and actually I, listen to them. Yeah. And I think that is like a part of the atomization that we're like seeing, I, I guess like seeing a lot of people trying to, overcome a lot of the the boundaries that were put in place by leaving living these like isolated lives and i i i've been coming back to a lot of people who uh express a lot of like radical ideas and and places like twitter.com um but not necessarily in their workplace Mm -hmm. uh but they are talking openly about socialism and things like that on twitter but not with their coworkers. but it's just things like that where it's like we can't get over that hump to where it's just like no the people who would help you turned uh essentially an online identity into an actual project and a thing that you can be a part of and build with someone else you're we're being kept from it because of like these barriers that we're still putting up between uh ourselves and the people that we could actually affect change with um, because you know they're not uh, the people who, uh, they're not our, our moots. <laughs> our mufos. Yeah. And, and I guess at, at the same time though, we have to always be, um, self self critical. And it's like, how are we, how are we sharing, uh, strategies and ideas and, and ways to engage in those conversations with our coworkers? Cause like, I honestly feel like for myself personally, and maybe this is true for you as well, but like being kind of grandfathered into a unionized uh, profession, uh, you have a lot of liberties and, and a lot more security that a lot of other people don't have. Um, so I can very flippantly say things like, you know, organize your organize your coworkers against your shitty boss or whatever, but it's like... I. I, I'm saying that from a certain position of, of well, security where I know like I, I could do that every single day and like have we could no even, repercussions. Yeah, well, at like literally at the like entry point, like we could literally just openly talk about union stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we could like well, ask well, how, even, how to be better at doing union stuff. We could like talk about that openly or like bring up our contract or even like pull out the contract and double check it in front of our bosses and stuff. And that's seen as normal. And, but like even asking the question, how do you start a union? Like, you know, there's risk in that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of risk in that. And to the point where I would advise to not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, so there's even like, we've talked about this before that, um, power is not necessarily, achieved just by having a card, um, or having an official, uh, organization. Like it literally just takes numbers. Um, you know what I mean? And, and cause I was talking to a coworker, um, that we were helping out with, uh, an issue and they said that they feel kind of guilty because they're not, you know, a member or anything, but it, I pointed out to them, like, look, it, it doesn't matter. We got things done. We fixed this problem we, and we fix the problem because we all push back together. It, regardless of whether you're a dues paying member or not, uh, which you should be if you're able to, but, um, it, it just boils down, uh, to numbers and people having a little bit of audacity, you know? Yeah. And I, I think it, it, for a lot of situations too, it, it just boils down and 
even like rudimentary stuff like agreeing with like coworkers that if there's issues between coworkers that you know it'll be hashed out with the group or unless someone feels unsafe or whatever it is because there does need to be caveats and or there's also tons of situations where you might want just like a third party to moderate it whether it's official or not but even small things like just agreeing to like talk about stuff instead of going straight to the boss with with issues and the amount of trust that could be handled there and also uh frankly whenever you figure out that you had a um a misunder like an actual actual misunderstanding like misunderstand some something someone does or something someone says whenever you actually work through that with someone by talking with them you do feel a lot closer to them even if it is a coworker or I uh, frankly even a stranger uh working out just something a misunderstanding because you do have those uh everyone has those memories of uh saying something and someone taking it the wrong way or uh, just completely mishearing you and it escalating into something that you didn't want it to, um, even if it was just someone being upset whenever they were upset because they misunderstood you. We've all have those like horrible memories, but the feeling of like not running into that again, it brings you closer. It builds a bond, uh, but it comes through talking through issues together and not being apprehensive about talking about issues together. Um, and working through things together just on a human to human level. And uh, that is something that we do need to like talk a lot more about, but also uh, with our neighbors too, like hearing a, a sound <laughs> that you shouldn't hear or something and going to check on it, uh, stuff like that, of just to make sure that, you know, everyone's cool. Uh, things like that do build a bond over <clears throat> time. Yeah. And that's, that's the kind of um, relationships and trust that you need in order to avoid uh, what I was <clears throat> saying before about how everyone needs to suffer as much or more than I do. Um, you you begin to break out of that way of thinking, um, that that selfish way of thinking, quite honestly, um, and and that's really the only way to do that um, because you know without that we're just going to keep seeing these. Uh, arguments opposing minimum wage increases that are, you know, saying that, I mean, basically just saying, I, I think there are certain people who do certain jobs that deserve to have a shitty life. Um, and if they don't want that shitty life, then they should um, go obtain the financial resources, education, and gainful employment that are obviously open to everyone and they're not a limited resource uh, that. Uh, to which people are barred from accessing for a million different reasons because of class, race, uh, education, whatever the case may be. And also, just on, on top of all of that, I, I think it does, uh, frankly, put us into a box where we're not advancing any ideas anymore. Because for a lot of these people, they really are taking like essentially the logic of just bad math in textbooks from whenever they were younger of things like whenever people's wages go up, uh, like the cost of things goes up and stuff like that. It doesn't have to be that way at all. And the only reason it is that way is because the people making those rules and setting all those norms is a class that wants to have the resources go to it. But I'm of a class that I think the resources should be going to instead. So we can think of ways to actually make that happen by setting up the rules that way. And we could only do that if we have the power to do it. And we only have that power when we take it. Because asking for it, it's just never going to happen. So there's this uh, these cycles that kind of feed themselves. But we could easily start feeding a cycle uh, that essentially has different outcomes. And frankly, I think... Uh, as soon as you start reaching out and start building uh, connections with people and start, frankly, start trusting people and allowing other people to trust you and trusting yourself to tell someone that they can trust you, that does spiral. And uh, it, it has spiraled for me throughout my life and it's continuing to spiral uh, more so every year. But that is a, a thing that we need to start talking about of just like, no, they they've... 
they have their prerogatives and they've, you know, told us their side of things, but their side of things got us here. And I'm, I'll, I'll point this out every damn one of these episodes, but their way of thinking got us here and their way of thinking is what's being parroted back whenever people say that, you know, a, a worker getting a raise is going to negatively impact you 10 cents at a time or whatever the hell, you know? Well, yeah, it's exactly what you were just saying of like, well, uh, if your theory is so great, uh, look around you. <laughs> um, but it's, it's like that, that, that complete dumbass that posted a photo of, um, while well, they were at a McDonald's with the, the kiosks and says, uh, this is what a $15 minimum wage will get you. And it's like, yeah, motherfucker like <laughs> you t- you didn't go into the future and take that photograph you took that right now <laughs> like you just, don't know that you don't just, know that <laughs> but it's just Have like you use one of those kiosks because it feels like the future so i don't fault him for that that's true yeah robots and stuff um but i i, I guess it's, it's just like yeah like as a as a as a human being as a as a as a subjective uh biological organism we're always going to have this like weird desire in our life. And it's like, you can either address that through selfishness and damn yourself to a life of just like nihilism and, and, and hating everybody else around you. Or you can try to address it through camaraderie with other people. Yeah. Uh, And I, I, I think also just fully accepting that, uh, those like automated kiosks are already the future that they're planning on for us. But yeah, it's the, like, no shit. It's like, you guys love that stuff. Cause you want to make more money f- for yourself. I don't and also that they, I, I think the assumption is that they've already consolidated power and there's mm-hmm. no turning back. Uh, and if you need proof of just like, if they thought that you were going to have power someday, would they be treating you the way that they do? <laughs> and they would yeah. not. Yeah. They would not. Yeah. Because uh, the, the, uh, Kane's shit, uh, that all that theory stuff came from, you know, there being a vested interest of like, uh, uh preserving the underclass, but mm-hmm. there doesn't even seem to be that at all right now. And so we have to think about that of like, oh, this is like a permanent state or they think it is. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't even want to uh, maintain a subsistence for the people whose uh, whose labor value we exploit on a day in day out basis because we'll just we'll just kiosk them out of existence, you know. But it, you know they're gonna they're gonna fuck themselves over in the long run. I have every confidence that that's gonna happen. But well, like I, I again, I I just have to point at the world around us and just say that like. The, the ball appears to have gotten away from them yeah, <laughs> uh, because it doesn't seem it's, it very much feels like they're grasping at straws. And I think that there's some hope in that uh, because we just need to like people have proven that they could organize themselves and yeah. do all that other stuff or that there's like a, a capability there that frankly, we need to start turning into actual like political power. And we do that like, Oh, there's tons of different ways to do it. Uh, but I think first and foremost, we need confidence and we need to build each other up a lot more. And, you know, we, we talk about this a lot, you know? Yeah. It is interesting to point out that I think there have been a lot of, uh, people who are big believers in the neoliberal capitalist, um, ideology who have pointed out, like, maybe we should treat, uh, uh, the people we exploit a little nicer and maintain some some standard of existence. Otherwise we are going to find ourselves, um, at an impasse where, uh, maybe, uh, we, we find ourselves being burned at the stake or whatever. Um, which is, which is interesting to think about, but it, but it also doesn't seem to be catching on at all just based on again, looking around and, and seeing all the, the capitalism understanders log on and shout about basic high school economics when they show their asses by thinking that wages are the only thing that has an impact on price of goods and services and stuff like that. It's just, (laughs) it's extremely frustrating and funny because it's, it's just like you, like, I guess like for us, uh, on the left, we have like, if I say I'm a communist, it's like, okay, now I have to explain the entire fucking history of, Russia, China, 
Cuba and every other place on earth and like defend that before I can even begin arguing about anything, uh, anything, uh, material or, or related to like the actual economics or, or, or political economy of anything, you know what I mean? But like these assholes, uh, can come on and just say, you know, uh, that's, that's just, this is how things work. Didn't you pay attention in high school economics? And it's like, well, actually I had a teacher that made us do word searches all, uh, every day during class, but I actually read the textbook. Just like and I everyone found, else's. <laughs> I, I did actually read, uh, the, the economics textbook and I thought to myself, this makes no damn sense. Uh, and now I know why, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, uh, insane to me but but i guess some of that does play into our hands a little bit of like people refusing to accept um the material reality of of things and and see how they're digging their own graves ultimately and um i think that that is to our advantage so long as the things change quick enough before we all you know perish uh with the earth i i I think also yeah for sure uh but i also yeah dude for sure Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh mm -hmm. okay uh but i i think also too like removing uh a lot of uh the uh because those dudes are dumbasses, though. They're like, so for dumb. Real. They're so dumb. Yeah, but also, I I think one of the other things, and uh, and something I I do want to just kind of get straightened out, uh, because for these people, they are coming. A lot of them, I don't care about the ones coming from a different class. There's every classes are dumbasses, and I worry about ours. Um, <laughs> me, me, but one of the things, <laughs> yeah. But one of the things of is just like to understand the world in like a material uh, way and and hist- understand history in a dialectical way. It it is empowering and it's uh, it gives you a sense of agency where you want to start transforming things. Mm-hmm. And if just like no one it would put that into every person's hands, uh, if you're if they're in power right now why would you want anyone to transform the thing that has you sitting pretty on top of the world? Uh, so it's just like, yeah, well, it's kind of not those dumbasses faults that they're dumbasses. Yeah. Um, but I think a big part of that isn't to like coddle anyone or anything, but it's also just like, yeah, if you're bored, you could dunk on them if you want, but also like, you know, you don't need to sit there and debate and convince them because like, frankly, like that's damage that's been done to them Mm -hmm. by them simply being in a position where they just believe all this bullshit, including with like that Robin hood app where there's tons of, um, I think it's like, uh, especially younger men who have just like lost tons of money and stuff like that Hmm. on that app of just like following like the fake, you know, the, the Elon reply guy Mm -hmm. dream. Yeah. You know, well, that that is what's kind of sad about the whole thing, and and it is important to keep a healthy a healthy balance of empathy and skepticism towards um towards them. Um, and also, you don't need to like uh, like want to be someone's ally or comrade mm-hmm. to not treat them like shit. And I think for a lot of things that people say or like the way that people are judged um, and I do like having like a podcast like this that isn't like that like popular uh, because I'll see like someone else have like pretty much the same take as me but a wider audience and then like they get canceled for it. It's a a very (laughs) Yeah dude I also enjoy uh, not having anybody listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I just want the person getting canceled for like the same very, very basic Marxist take yeah. to like, I prefer them getting canceled and not me. <laughs> yeah. I like I, if I get like a mention on Twitter, I know like 90% chance it's just from a friend. So I like that. <laughs> I want to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it is important to, 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 I guess, empathize to, to some uh, empathizing to a level to where you are not being made a fool and you're also not wasting, um, any emotional or intellectual energy that could be better used elsewhere. I think we have to be very, uh, 
smart and creative. Actually, I gave my students one of the Martin Luther King quotes they could write about was something about, um, you know, there's no time at the present. We have to use our time creatively to make change and stuff like that. Um, you know, but you know, to not let yourself get exhausted either way, empathizing too much or, or hating too much, um, having some, some kind of healthy balance of empathy, skepticism, and and rage and anger like those are all important things and and nothing changes without those emotions feeling things but I, but um, even if you wanted to be a little i guess less feeling about it even just simply asking yourself in what ways is this person standing between me and my goals mm-hmm. Because a lot of the times whenever we're wasting time on on whether it's like problems in our lives or uh, wasting time on like, you know, negative people uh, in any way, I think even if you were like, you know, like a cyborg or something, at some point you'd have to ask yourself, uh, like, yeah, if- is this person actually getting... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is this person actually getting in the way of anything or am I like purposely like taking a detour to get involved in this? Uh, Because a lot of that stuff is, does boil down to simply uh, you engaging in this political debate with this person. Is that helping you get towards your goals or Mm -hmm. are you just kind of burning time? Cause like, frankly, there was some time I spent as a teenager on like uh, uh, a specific leftist forum that like, you know, I did get into some yeah, corny Twitter. debates and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Am I right, folks? Uh, but I, I did get into, like, corny debates and stuff with people sometimes. But also, like, it did have a purpose for me at that time because I was, like, really shaping the fundamentals of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, my thoughts and how I related to a lot of this stuff. Uh, but, you know, at some point I did outgrow that. Yep. And if I had stayed on those forums or carried over that same behavior onto Twitter or something like I, I would have been stunted. And frankly, like a lot of my time, I talk a lot. Like, so if I hang out with a friend, like that's a lot, that's a time commitment for, for both of us. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, I think a lot of people are, are perhaps still in that, that place that you were saying okay. of like where, where you were, uh, at, at that age, I think is where a lot of people are now in terms of like, um, uh, development of all kinds, whether it's political or, um, you know, uh, and that's perfectly fine too. It is fine because I can't pretend like, oh yeah, I've been fucking into this since I was 12 or whatever, because it's absolutely not true. Um, and, and I think I follow, I, I, I personally fall into that trap that you're talking about. Uh, a little too often and and I've been trying to work on it uh, personally, but, but I, I, I think also too though, but, and I, maybe you're a good like case in point for this because I think for you, like a what not to do kind of situation. Well, no, a cautionary well, I, maybe, tale. <laughs> yeah, of sorts. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think uh, with you though, it like the issue is more of the time suck and not, uh, you being convinced that that is praxis, like you understand that your praxis is a completely separate thing from that, or at least that's what it seems like. Um, because I do think that uh, no, post, whatever you think it praxis, everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I do think that like regardless of what you think is like fun, unless it's like harmful to someone else or whatever, like just go for it, whatever. I don't care. Uh, but also like being like shitty on the internet is like a good pastime for people, mm-hmm. but it only becomes like truly de- detrimental whenever one, it starts to become your identity and that it, because that's not your identity, you are like a human being with a, a physical form. Uh, but also of just like whenever we convince ourselves that that can take the place of actual, uh, workplace organizing and like, uh, hometown organizing you know grassroots stuff of uh actually meeting and interacting with people uh you know there's sometimes in people's lives especially right now where it is like a like a a necessary uh um i i guess replacement for you know social interaction in person that's obviously a necessary thing uh for some of us more so than others right now but 
uh moving beyond that of just like what like actual connections and bonds are we like facilitating or are we just getting in the way of it or are we just fucking burning our time every day you know yeah well this is what i was thinking of um uh you know just just getting back to being extremely online and and posting and engaging in uh you know um arguments on like twitter and stuff is I think that does serve somewhat of a purpose. Like if we're being honest, like a lot oh, yeah. of like, like, like even for, for myself, like that's how I was exposed to a lot of ideas that I had like interest in exploring further. Um, but, but it can be spinning wheels. Um, if, if that's all you're doing, Um, but I also like just recently haven't been able to get away from this idea of like, how do we actually take that type of like political education that is undoubtedly happening? Like we see it all the time, whether it's on, uh, on Twitter or other social media, or even like on fucking, um, what's the streaming thing that all these hot guys do now? Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. Um, and, and and all of that is great and you can find a sense of like oh there's other people like me that have the same values and stuff as me but it's like now now what do we now what do we do with that and i can't i can't get away from thinking about this idea of like uh party organization and and stuff like that and you know i know that our beautiful anarchist friends would probably dis- disagree and i admittedly like am not well educated enough uh, on their perspective on that but i just Personally, based on what I know at this moment in time, I I can't get away from the fact that a lot of that stuff is never going to be worth anything if we can't do something with it. And I can't see us doing anything with it without having some type of broader organization beyond DSA and, you know, all the great stuff that that they've been able to accomplish. Uh, but but you know what I mean? But yeah, and I, I, I guess like that's where I want to like, take things uh, back to um, specifically what you said about uh, finding people who like have values that match yours and uh, everything like that. Um, Because like there, there has been someone (laughs) to tell us that there's like people we can connect with and it was fucking marks. (laughs) Like, (laughs) uh, but at the same time, like, again, like there, uh, whenever we talk about, uh, different we can talk about like organizational structure of like the soviets and shit like that later on and maybe that would be something to get into uh, especially with like uh how uh bringing things like that into the conversation about intersectional politics and stuff but the the thing that would matter i i think the most and what we're actually lacking and what a lot of this is standing in the way of is matching up with people whose values don't match ours but their material connection uh, conditions do and whenever I, I think about my own values, uh, because I, I've lived with like this like ideology and stuff for a long time. Um, but one of the things that it boils down to is just like I I was like raised Catholic. My family is Catholic. We're Mexican. I have like a strong sense of culture uh, that like I really can't like turn down at all. But at the same time, uh, a lot of my values don't match the people who have those same uh, religion, a uh, religious background and cultural background. Um, am I just supposed to remove myself from my community? You know, because if I was out spending time just only looking for people with the same values, I would be isolating myself from my actual community. Mm-hmm. And that would be something that would be truly, truly detrimental to my life in like any number of ways, including just like my fucking mental health. Yeah. Honestly, if I didn't have like, cause I know that that's buffered me, uh, from a lot of things of just like having a strong cultural background and a strong sense of myself has like helped me get through a lot. Um, and to, to think that like, uh, I would isolate myself from my own community is very, for some fucking idiots on Twitter is like stupid, yeah. you know? As, but at the same time, like I, there are things that like 
I'm just not going to bring up because I can make assumptions about some people's beliefs on certain topics. So it's just like, guess what? I'm not going to bring it up because that person doesn't have the power to actually affect any change with that. Uh, because frankly, people with my opinions on that issue outnumber them. Yeah. So it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. I, I think um, there, there, there are some beliefs that would go too far. I'll, I'll add that. And yeah. so I do understand, uh, for some people who have made the choice to like actually remove themselves from the community that they were born into, I 100%, uh, understand that nothing should get in the way of you being safe or whatever. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, I do. <sighs> Listen, folks, I'm a, I'm a dumbass, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, I, I guess it's easy for me to say, like, I, I think with a, a socialist or communist perspective, there's definitely some universal, uh, human values that can be tapped into. Um, but, but figuring that out while respecting the, um, like myriad of, um, unique, uh, cultural factors and stuff is, is something I, I definitely need to know more about because I fully believe we can't make things happen unless we, uh, have the mass of, of, of people organized. And so, uh, it has to be centered on values that are universal and true, uh, because I do think those exist. Um, it's just, it, it'll take a lot of work to maybe, maybe find them, um, while respecting and not dismissing, um, the unique, like cultural religious, whatever, uh, perspectives that people have that can be used, uh, um, they're very valuable and they can be, uh, used for good and for making a better, uh, existence for everybody. So I guess I'm not sure what's the most beneficial thing that, that people should be organized around. Maybe it's material conditions. Maybe it's, I don't know. I I think, well, I think that maybe it's love. uh, I don't know. I think it's this podcast. Could be, yeah. That's not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna toss that. I that possibility away just yet. <laughs> uh, write to the uh, show. Let us know if this is. Um, if you'd like to join us. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. If you want to come on, let us know. Um. Yeah. I don't. Let's, <laughs> yeah, make uh, things a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please help us. Uh. I think. Um. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, because we've been going for a while and uh, I'm a little tired yeah. to be honest with you mm-hmm. uh, and uh, frankly I, I miss Blake and uh, I wish him well on all his future endeavors yeah he'll be back on the next show I just best of luck in DC tomorrow Blake um, hope everything goes well <laughs> oh actually no this will be coming out on inauguration day so oh, okay. Blake I hope you're having a great time in DC uh, stay safe, brother. Right now, yeah. Have a great one. Bye. Uh, God bless. <laughs> <laughs>